Hello and welcome to the New Hope Church podcast. Don't forget to check us out online at www.newhopechurch.tv. And we'd love to connect with you on social media at New Hope Church TV. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy. Welcome everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this morning at New Hope Church. My name is Pastor Carl. I'm the lead student pastor here. And man, I'd love to know where you're watching from uh, today. Go ahead and comment below. It's been incredible to see people watch from all over the Houston area, the state, the country, and even the world. So go ahead and comment below where you're watching from. And if today is your first time joining me, let me say this, welcome. Welcome to New Hope Church. And there's a phrase that we say here that we really do believe is that you belong here. No matter what's going on, no matter what may be happening, you are now part of our New Hope Church family. So here's what I'd like you to do. If you could text first to 642-123. Now, we're not gonna bombard you with text messages or put you on a random email chain or anything like that. All we wanna do is send you more information so how you can connect here at New Hope Church to make it feel like home. I also wanna give a big shout out and thank you uh, to our givers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you uh, for faithfully giving. Uh, you are helping us live out our mission, which is right here behind me. It's to know Christ and make him known. And the Lord has blessed us in this time, I believe, and he strengthened our church. He's even broadened our reach. And that is because of you. So thank you givers. And if you're interested in learning more about how to give to what God is doing here at New Hope Church, all you gotta do is go to our website, newhopechurch.tv, and uh, you can find out all the information right there. Another way to engage uh, today is with our online listening guide. So on there, you're gonna see all of Pastor Tim's notes. You're gonna see scripture as long, along with his points. And so if you wanna follow along with that, all you gotta do is text LG to 642-123 and you can follow along right there. And the cool thing about this is that you can save it to your phone. So after we have service today and you go on living your life, you can reference back uh, to all the things that Pastor Tim talked about in his sermon today. Now, uh, today is a special day here at New Hope Church because we are celebrating our New Hope Church graduates. If you were here during our lobby time, you saw before service that we have over a hundred graduates from our New Hope Church family. And they're graduating from all different places, all different schools, technical degrees. It is absolutely incredible to see what God is doing through our church family. Now let's have some fun here. What I wanna do is let's blow up the comment feature below and help me celebrate our graduates. So if you could give them a big shout out below and say thank you and congratulations to all of our New Hope Church graduates. Thank you all so much for doing that. Now to our grads, I know you've worked hard to get to this day, right? And sometimes it feels like your whole focus is to earn that degree or get to this certain point. And, and it's almost like the closing of one chapter and maybe you're asking yourself, okay, what's next? And I want you to know that God is in control. He has you. He has a plan set before you. And here's my challenge to you. It's just to keep seeking Jesus. And I promise that he will make your path straight. Last thing I would like to hit on today before we jump into our message from Pastor Tim is our church, 
uh, is working hard to engage with your family. Our New Hope students team uh, is working this summer to look into different ways and creative ways that we can safely engage with you and your students. And also our New Hope Kids ministry has thought of an awesome idea where they're gonna have a virtual camp. So as a family for only $10, you can have a virtual camp for your family and your New Hope Kids age students. It is going to be absolutely incredible. If you wanna know more information about that or anything else that we've talked about today, all you have to do is go to our website, newhopechurch.tv and you can get all the information there. Well guys, thank you so much for joining and enjoy today's service. See y'all. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. All right, all right. Welcome to New Hope Church. My name is Tim, and I'm senior pastor at this wonderful, wonderful church. And uh, I just am so glad that you're with us today. I, I would encourage you, as has been stated, please let us know where you're watching from in the comments there on YouTube or on Facebook. We, we love uh, having folks from all over the place, and we uh, love meeting new people. So if you're brand new, just uh, put that in there and let us know. And uh, somebody will welcome you because you got like a whole bunch of friendly people at this church. And if they can't hug you, man, they'll high five you in the comments, which is cool. So we're in a series in the book of Romans. The series was supposed to last 13 weeks. That's what it originally was. And if you look back at the online listening guides, you can see week one or part one of 13. But then we kept rolling on and uh, we were doing devotionals in the book of Romans at the same time because, uh, you know, the pandemic uh, happened after I had put the Romans series on the calendar. And so I had assumed we were going to have 13 weeks. And, and then we started doing devotionals during the week on the book of Romans as well. And so I started thinking, you know what, we're not going to have enough material to do 13 weeks on Sunday. And so we need to throttle back and do less uh, on Sunday, do less weeks, uh, parts of this series. So I, I moved there from 13 to six weeks. And, and so if you look back at the old listening guys, it's like week number three of six or something like that, or week four or six. But then I started finding like there's more and more in this book that I wanted to talk about on Sundays. And, and so I lengthened the series again. I lengthened it to eight or nine weeks. And so if you look like at week five or maybe week six, I don't know which weeks now, but week five or week six, it says part five of eight or nine or something like that. And, uh, and, and quite honestly, I'm going to be honest here and just tell you, I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know how long it's going to take because every time I try to get us to the exit of this series, I'm, I'm looking around and I just see something else that I really feel like God wants me to talk about that we need to talk about as a church family. And so <clears throat> It's kind, of, it's kind of reminded me of going on a shopping trip with my wife, my beautiful wife. Um, I'll try to get us to the exit of the store and, and she'll say, hey, wait, 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 come and look at this. I found one more thing that I want to look at. And so <laughs> look at that one more thing and, it, and I can't get us to the exit, man. I can't get us to the exit. And I'm digging a hole right here for myself and my marriage. So I'm going to stop right here. Have I told you how much I love going shopping with my wife? It's awesome. So there, save myself a little bit. So anyway. We, 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 we had 13 weeks, we had six weeks, we had eight or nine weeks, what are we gonna do now? Well, today is part seven of God only knows how many. God only knows how many. And I, for one, I'm comfortable with that, and hopefully you are as well. Today, we're gonna be in chapter 12, 
And I just want to throw out a question as we begin. And the question is this, are you a follower of Jesus Christ or are you a fan of Jesus Christ? Are you a follower or are you a fan? <clears throat> Followers and fans are quite different. And you can look at any sports team. Let's take the Astros, for instance. Back 2017, won the World Series, had a great run. Uh, it was an awesome season to watch. They may have cheated, but it was an awesome season to watch. And, uh, but a lot of people, man, a lot of people were fans during that stretch, during that home uh, World Series stretch. And, and, and it was funny because stadiums would sell out, tickets were expensive, uh, and people would be posting up on social media in their Astros gear, you know, Astros gear sold out everywhere and was expensive. And people would buy that Astros gear. They'd take pictures of themselves. They'd say, man, we've been fans for so long. We love this team. And they would tell stories about, I went first Astros game I went to, I was in diapers, you know, and I saw someone hit a home run, and whatever. And, and everybody was on board, on board. But if you've been going to games for a while, then you will remember the days when there wasn't very many people at the games. When, uh, you know, when, when, when you could get a ticket for 10 bucks and, uh, and a hot dog to go along with that and a bobblehead and, uh, and whatever else they could throw at you, uh, maybe not that much stuff, but you know what I mean? They were practically giving away tickets back in the day, back when everybody said they were still fans because they've been fans all their lives. But that's because uh, in the definition I'm using here, and I'm going to do a little contrast here. Fans come and go, followers stay no matter what. Fans come and go, followers stay no matter what. And, and Jesus had a lot of fans. Jesus had a lot of fans. He had thousands and thousands of people who showed up to hear him teach, or maybe they just wanted some fish and chips. And then he went from, from thousands of people down to just a few and to a point where everybody, everybody deserted him when he was arrested. That's because fans come and go, followers stay no matter what. Here's another one. Fans are in it for themselves. Followers are in it for God. Fans are in it for themselves, but followers are in it for God. In fact, when Jesus started preaching some hard teachings, some difficult stuff, over in John chapter six, uh, the people were saying, these are hard teachings, who, who can receive them? And it says there in that chapter that many people stopped following him. Many people left him at that time. I mean, they liked the sermons about the goodness of God and the love of God and, and so forth. But then when the sermon started to change a little bit and started to ask for us to sacrifice some things or to change some things that we were doing, a lot of people, man, a lot of people checked out. And that's because fans are in it for themselves, but followers are in it for God. Here's another one. Fans are sort of in, followers are all in. Fans are, you know, fans are just kind of in, sort of in. But followers are in no matter what. And um, it's true that uh, followers, followers are just sort of in it because they're, here's, a, here's a, pardon me, fans are just sort of into it. And here's an example of that. Uh, you, you know, Texans fans, you know, Texans fans. And, 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 uh, and, and there are Texans fans who will put on all the Texans gear and will sit in front of the TV with nachos. They can't wait till game day to talk about it on the social media. And then when the game happens and it's halftime and the Texans are down three touchdowns to nothing and they haven't even gotten the ball past uh, the 50 yard line. I'm just making up a hypothetical illustration here, not based on truth. <laughs> Actually, it's, sadly, it's pretty close to truth sometimes. But anyway, they're having a tough game. A lot of fans, man, at halftime, even though they're all geared up, 
and they couldn't wait for the game. A lot of fans will turn the channel. They'll turn the channel. See that? That was old school. Turn the channel. It's turn the channel, Tim. They'll turn the channel and, and they'll watch like a Hallmark movie or something instead of the Texans game. They won't stay with their team, man. Or they'll, they'll turn it over and they'll watch the Cowboys play. <laughs> guilty. I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that. Yes, I am guilty of that. But, um, I'm just saying, are we fans or are we followers? Again, Jesus, uh, you know, once upon a time, he had a ton of fans. I would say probably, even to this day, he's got a ton of fans, people who look up to him, people who respect him, people who admire him, but do they follow him? Like no matter what, are they in this thing for Jesus? See, See the difference there? And I think what needs to happen, and I hope it happens today, is that we have a DTR moment, a DTR moment. You know what that is? I do, only because I looked it up on the internet. It's a define the relationship moment. Define the relationship moment. This is something that happens all the time. You know, you got two people that are kind of friends and, and uh, she kind of likes him, he kind of likes her, but they don't know where they stand. You know, they're like, we've been kind of hanging around together for a long time now. We need to define the relationship, have a DTR talk. And it should happen eventually for everybody. You know, are we, are we just going to be friends? We're going to be more than friends. Is this something that could be long-term? Let's talk about this. And that's an okay thing. And I think it's a, a great thing for us spiritually as well. We need to ask the question, are we a fan of Jesus Christ or are we a follower? Are we really in this thing? And I think folks, if we take this seriously today, it's gonna to help some of us rise to the level of commitment that God wants from us. And it's gonna help us to be more intentional about the relationship that we have with Jesus. And I believe that's kind of what Paul is pushing for here in the 12th chapter of the book of Romans. If you've been with us in this series, which is called not ashamed. He's talking about, he's not ashamed of the gospel. He gives us the gospel big time, man. And you look in the first, you know, seven, eight chapters, he really gets into how we're saved. And then as we discussed last week, he tells us how to be a light and how to help somebody else to get the word to them as well. So we, we've been talking about salvation this whole time and it's been a good thing. But now, you know, in the application part of this book, it almost feels like, Paul pushes us to make sure that we're all in. He wants to know, he's kind of trying to help us define the relationship. Are you all in? Are you all in? Then, then there's some things that should probably happen. And, and what I've done today is I've just got three questions for you. It's three simple questions, but these could change your life today, man. These could switch you over from, if you're just a fan today, hopefully by the time that you quit watching today, You'll be a follower of Jesus Christ. That's what I've been praying for you today. So three questions. The first one is this. These are all about defining the relationship. The first one is, have I dedicated my body? Like, have I dedicated my body to God? Does he have my body? Does he have control over me? And the verse that we're going to start with is uh, chapter 12, verse 1. And the Apostle Paul says this, therefore, and if you've been tracking with us in our Bible studies here at church, and you know, any time a verse begins with the word, therefore, you got to figure out what it is there for. And since it, since it is verse one of chapter 12, that means we got to flip the page. We got to go back to chapter 11 to see what the therefore is there for. And here's why it is there because of this. 
and I'm not going to read this right now because I've been reading it every week at the end of the service. I'm going to do so again at the end of today's service. But this is like the, 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 the blessing that's just in the middle of this book here. It's a prayer, and I'm going to shorten it right now and summarize it just so we can continue, but you'll get the gist. The, the gist of it is this. God is large and in charge. He is God, and we are not. He is good to us, and we need him. We need what only he can give us. He, he's the one who gives us salvation. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual worship. I know that's kind of little. You may not be able to see it, but here's why it's little, because I want to show you some characteristics of the dedication that we're supposed to give. Number, or letter A, it's voluntary. It's voluntary. And it says offer here. Offer, as in, this is something that you do. You, I'm going to offer my body. And, and in fact, this word offer here in the original language, it can be used for like making a reservation. So, so you call up a restaurant, you say, I want, I, I, I want to come in a few minutes. Can you reserve a table for me? Absolutely. We'll have a, the best table is going to be for you. And so they take a little tent made out of paper and they write your name on it and they, or they stick something on that table and put it on there. It says reserve with your name and they put it on the table and they back away. And that means that's your table. Nobody else can sit at that table. And, and that's the same word that references an act like that, that something would be reserved and, the, and a voluntary act of reserving something for someone else. And the Apostle Paul is saying here, man, put a reserve sign on your body that everything about you from head to toe, from fingertip to fingertip, everything about you, your body belongs completely to God. And this is something that we do voluntarily. And then letter B, it's practical. It is practical. He says here, offer your bodies, bodies. Now, why would he make a point to say bodies? We're Christians. Why, didn't he, why doesn't he say offer your soul or offer your spirit or offer your best effort? Why would God say bodies? Well, here's why. If God owns your body, he owns you. If God has your body, he has you. Because I don't know if you know this, but the way that we are made here on this earth, the way that we do life here is our spirit is with our body. Like you don't lay down and your spirit like roams the earth. Okay. Forget about that. Your spirit stays with your body. And I know that there are people sometimes like when they can't come to your birthday party or whatever, and uh, they'll send you a text. They'll say, listen, I'm not going to be able to make it. But I just want you to know this. You already know what I'm going to say, don't you? They'll say, I just want you to know that I'm going to be there in spirit. Now, that sounds good. And I've probably said it myself. But if their body's not there, they're not there. You understand that, right? Like, like if your friend says, man, I'd really like to be there with you. I know you're having a big operation today, but, but I, I got to go jet skiing. No, no, I don't got to. Let's just put it this way. I'll be there in spirit. Well, you know that they're not really there. They may want to be there, but they're not really there because their spirit stays with their body. Their soul stays with their body. And so even though it sounds good, they, they stay with themselves, okay, is what I'm saying here. Technically, the body is where you are right now. And I don't know where you are right now, but that's wherever your body is with that address, that's where you are. And so when, when God says here, Paul, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and Tertius writing it down. 
when it says in this text, offer your bodies, the root of what he's saying here is just so practical. He's saying, don't just talk about it. Don't just do something in spirit, like, oh, I wish I could do this. I wish, and if I could, I would, Lord. But he's saying, just do it, man, just do it. A a commitment, if if it is not practical, it is not a commitment at all. And to offer your body, to say, I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna show up, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna say, uh, that is so practical, man. And then let her see another characteristic of this dedication is, is complete. It is complete. He says, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Living sacrifices. Sacrifice obviously means something that's uh, uh, total and unconditional. Like we give it all, okay? And usually when you think of the word sacrifice, you think of something that is dead or about to be dead. The the people that the Apostle Paul is writing here to, uh, writing this to, knew that about sacrifices. They knew that when something was gonna be sacrificed, it was the end of the line for that thing, whatever it was. But here he says something interesting. He says, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, meaning we offer our bodies fully and completely to the Lord to do what he wants, when he wants, how he wants things done. But we don't just do it one time. Like we're not a dead sacrifice. We're not just, okay, you want me to do that, Lord, I'll do it, and then we die. He says, I want you to be a living sacrifice, which means you get up in the morning, you get up in the morning, and you give yourself completely to God. You just say, today's your day, Lord. This, is, this body's not mine. This body belongs to you. And every single day you make that same commitment to be a living sacrifice. Now, this idea of living sacrifices was first spoken about by Jesus back in Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said, whoever wants to be my disciple or my follower is what that means. Whoever wants to be my follower must deny themselves and take up their cross daily, daily and follow me. Now, according to Roman law and, and, and in Rome, where this letter was going, people knew this. According to Roman law, when someone touched their cross, when they touched their cross, they were considered dead. And then Jesus comes along and he says, hey, 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 pick up your cross, but don't just pick it up once and die. He said, this is something that I want you to do every single day. Pick up your cross daily, meaning we are living sacrifices, meaning we get to willingly make the decision every day that I'm going to follow Jesus. We wake up in the morning. Hey, Lord, good morning. Good to see you. Thanks for another day of life. This day belongs to you. My hands belong to you. My feet belong to you. These eyes belong to you. The work of my hands belongs to you, Lord. My body belongs to you. My body is a sacrifice, a commitment to you today again, a living sacrifice for you. Now, uh, if you're taking notes somewhere else, uh, write this down for later. Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20 is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Um, This is the Apostle Paul writing again in Galatians, and he says this, I have been crucified with Christ and no longer live, yet Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I now live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And Paul says, in Romans, Paul says, when we get here, When we get to this point where we are living sacrifices, where our body is 100% dedicated to the Lord, 
then, then that is spiritual worship. That's what that is. It's spiritual worship. Worship is not just when we get together in church and sing. That's not just worship then. That is worship. But that's not all that worship is. Thank you, Lord, because I can barely sing. Worship, worship is when you and I say to God, you've got me. You got 100% of me. And you dedicate your body to the Lord. And then you get up from that place and you go out that day and you maybe do for the Lord what you would not do on a regular day or for yourself. You make him known, you forgive, you love people, you say a kind word to people that you usually would just pass by. You, you look out for somebody who maybe is having a tough time. I'm talking about that is worship too. And so the question becomes, first of all, have you dedicated your body or, or are you doing life in the body just for yourself and just being like a fan of Jesus? Are you a follower or are you just a fan? Then number two, another DTR moment with Jesus uh, question is this, am I conforming or transforming? And I, am I conforming or am I transforming? Now, if you want to be different, if you want things to be different in your life, you can't just do the same things you've always done. If you do the same things you've always done, you're going to get the same things you've always gotten. Uh, and if you do the same things that you've always done, that's kind of just conforming to the old pattern that is in you. Um, you know, the unofficial definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And honestly, if you want to see different results in your life, you have to do some things differently. But a lot of us, what we do is we just keep following the old pattern, just keep doing the same thing that we've always done. Listen to me. It's like, it's like if you're planting, like if you've got a garden if you, and you've had green beans year after year and you say, man, I'm tired of green beans. I'm tired of green beans. Green beans were good for a while, but I don't want green beans anymore. I want corn. What would you do? You'd go out and plant corn. But a lot of people, they got green beans. They're like, I want corn. And they go out and plant green beans again. Hopefully I'm making a, I'm making a point here. If you want something different in your life, if you want to harvest something different, you got to plant something different. What you plant with the seed that you sow, that's the outcomes that you're going to get in your life. And so if you want a different outcome, you got to do, you got to sow something different. Okay. In verse two, the apostle Paul says this. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we'll get to the rest of that in just a second. But there's obviously a pattern in this world, a big pattern. And we all have it. We have the, the flesh and it draws us towards sin. And we all know that we talked about that when we talked about chapter seven just a few weeks back. <clears throat> This, uh, this bent towards sin or this draw of sin for us individually, is, is, it plays out differently in our different lives. Whereas I may have a pattern of sin to go the wrong way in a particular spot, you may have a, a different particular spot that, that, that draws you towards sin, okay? Uh, we're different in that way, but we all are, have this worldly fleshly pattern in our lives. But when we find Jesus, the only, when we find Jesus, the only way to get to where God is wanting to take us is to get on a different road than we've automatically been driving down our whole lives. You with me? Something's got to be different. Something's got to be different. 
Last week I saw this picture on Instagram. This picture right here on Instagram. And her name is Anna. If you can't read that, it says five years sober, sober, thank you, Jesus. Five years sober, thank you, Jesus. And, um, and here's what the post said. She said, just jumped out of the shower. I'm so tired, but I wanted to take a moment and share this good news today. May 20th, 2020 marks five years since I've drank alcohol. I wouldn't have been able to do this without reliance on God. Now, remember, we've been talking about this. God wants you to live the Christian life, but there's no way you can live the Christian life in your own power. Without God's power, you cannot do it. With his power, boom, you can. True life story right here. <laughs> then she said, I wouldn't be, or she said, I wouldn't have been able to do this without my reliance on God. He is my savior, my redeemer, my miracle worker, my promise keeper. He can make all things new, amen. This year, a lot of new changes are here. So I wanna, I wanna encourage everyone today to embrace the changes and trust in God. Everything that comes to his children is first filtered through his hands to new beginnings. And uh, so I reached out to her and I told her I was proud of her. <clears throat> and, uh, and it was pretty cool because she said that it was, um, she doesn't go to our church. Let me put this in here. She doesn't go to our church, but she said this. When, when, when I reached out to her, she wrote me a little note back. She said, it was in one of your services on April 5th, five years ago, that God used you to speak to me. You taught on the scripture in John 21, where Jesus told his disciples to cast their nets on the other side of the boat. And you said, if you keep doing the same thing you've always done, you're gonna get the same result you've always gotten. And then she said, I'm casting my net, but this time, with Jesus. Boom. That's good, isn't it? And I'm so happy for you, Anna, if you're watching. Uh, all that amazing. But then she also gave me a little bit more of the backstory. Uh, she said she comes from a family of drug addicts and alcoholics. Um, she said her grandmother, her grandmother died of cancer related to alcohol abuse. Her mom died in a car crash while under the influence. Her biological father, whom she met only one time, died of prolonged drug use related organ failure. And she said she's seen extended family members and friends crash and burn in their lives, even with just after one night of just letting loose and partying. She said, and God showed me, God showed me how this had plagued so many generations in my family and now it had a foothold in mine. And so she said, I gave it up to Jesus and I've received nothing but his love and his blessings since. And I know if you were in church today with me, like in the room, in the church building with me today, you would applaud that. And we applaud you, Anna, for your uh, courage and for you hanging on to the Lord, man, and keep on keeping on. But if you, if you listen to this story, and there are many like it in our church family and all across this nation, there's a pattern. There's a pattern. And it's true for all of us. It may just be something that has plagued us personally, or maybe something that has uh, been in our generation or been in our family for generations. But listen to me now. Listen, by the power of God's Holy Spirit, you can break the pattern. You can break the pattern in your life and be transformed. You don't have to just do what you've always done. You don't have to just do what your family's always done. Listen to me, life can be better. 
Life can be good with God and giving your body to him and, and dedicating to him and letting God break that pattern. Now, how does he break the pattern? He says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you're gonna not follow, not conform to this pattern by renewing your mind. Um, all of us, listen, instead of just conforming, instead of just going the way we've always gone, all of us need to have a, a wake up to God moment, a wake up to truth moment, a, a DTR moment, where we see the truth that God is trying to show us. Uh, kind of like, um, I guess the movie, The Matrix, you know, where the guy had the two pills and the one pill, if you took that pill, man, you could never go back because you would see the truth. You see the truth. I think it was the red pill. You take the red pill, man, you're going to see the truth and you're never going to be able to unforget it. And I'm just saying, not that Matrix, we need to take a red pill today, but man, if we could just see the truth, just see the truth. And the truth is, I'm just going to cut to the chase with you. The truth is, some of us have got something. There's a pattern in our lives that has got us. And if we don't allow God to break that pattern, it's gonna break us. It's gonna break us. It's gonna kill us. Or it's gonna destroy our relationships. It's gonna make us lose our livelihood. If we don't turn it over to God, if something different doesn't happen, I'm just telling you, the devil, the Bible said, the devil came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That's the bad news. And some of us live in that bad news. But I'm telling you, there's good news today. And the good news is this. Jesus wants to give you life. And he wants to help you overcome. He wants to help you to live the abundant life. And the truth is, the truth, that's the truth. But here's some more truth for you. God has better for you than the old patterns. He has better for you than conforming to the way that you've always done things. And he wants to show you, if you'll let him renew your mind, if you'll get into his word, then you're gonna be able to see, as the word says here, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, his pleasing, and his perfect will. I'm just saying, we all need that. We all need that. Then number three, define your relationship with Jesus. Ask this question, do I realize that I am living in and by his grace? Do I realize that I'm living in and by his grace? Now, Paul, as I have made clear during this series, he's writing to two very different people groups within the same church family. You got the Jewish folks who had come from uh, very upstanding moral backgrounds before they found Jesus Christ. Uh, that's BC for them was morally upright. Okay, BC, morally upright. Then you got the Gentiles who before Christ or BC, not so morally upright. These were these were the wild and crazy people, polytheistic people, meaning they believed in many gods. They, they just did kind of whatever they want, whenever they wanted. And, and, and now they're, these two different very groups are part of the same church family. So I, I have a question for you. And it's kind of a trick question, but I think you'll get it right. Morally upstanding people who found Christ, not so moral people who found Christ. Who's better? Who's better? The answer, neither, neither. Both groups are equal in the eyes of Almighty God because here's the truth. Both groups, even though one was morally upstanding before Jesus and the other not so much, both groups were lost without Jesus. But with Jesus, 
They have been cleansed by the sacrifice that he made on the cross of Calvary. And both groups now are blessed in his righteousness and in the family of God, brothers and sisters in Christ, children of almighty God, just like in our church family. In our church family, we got all kinds, man. We got all kinds. And uh, I told you a couple weeks ago that I've been, maybe last week, I don't remember, but I told you I've been in church ever since like the first week I was born. Mom and dad in the ministry. I was, I've been in church my whole life, man. And we got people who last week was the first time that they put their commitment in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Somebody, and there's a lot of folks like this in our church, someone who's been in church their whole life, somebody who's just now getting started. Who's better? Neither, neither. We are all brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, forgiven by his sacrifice on the cross for us. And we are one big happy family and thankful, right? In his grace, alive by his grace, forgiven sinners. Verse three, for by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought. Now the apostle Paul here is talking about right sizing our relationship with God, figuring this out. Be realistic about who you are. Uh, we have a tendency to go to one of two extremes when it comes to our own personal place in this world. We tend to think that we are either worthless or that we are indispensable. Worthless or indispensable, both those are wrong. Uh, by the way, you've heard people in these singing shows, they'll get on there and they'll sing and it'll be like me singing. And by that, I mean, not good. And, and, and the coaches or people will say, wow, they can't sing. And they'll be on social media. Wow, this person can't sing. But that person is convinced that they can sing. Like they, they're tone deaf. They, it sounds semi-okay, but it's not the right note. It's just all over the place. But they think that they can sing. And so they're like, I'm leaving home. I'm going to Nashville. The family's like, no, don't go. You're not a very good singer. And <laughs> it's, it's painful sometimes to watch. And, but they, they haven't right-sized, okay? And I'm just saying sometimes we do the same thing, spiritually speaking. There's some people who, who, who think of themselves more highly than they ought the Apostle Paul says, don't do that. Don't do that. Instead, do this. Rather, think of yourselves with sober judgment. Sober judgment. He's saying, be realistic about yourself. And here, here's, some, here's some realistic talk about me and about you. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you got saved by grace. You got saved by the grace of God. That's the only way you got saved. But the truth is, I need that grace again and again. I need that grace on a daily basis because I am an imperfect human being. So I got saved the first time, uh, not because I've been saved many times, but I'm just saying when I originally got saved, I got saved because I had to define the relationship moment. And I realized, man, I'm a sinner. I can't save myself. And I humbled myself before Almighty God and God showed up and I asked him to save me and he did. But now that I'm saved, it's pretty important that I continue to live in that same humility, that I let God be God, that I know down deep inside that I'm never going to be God. I'm never going to be as good as God, that I'm going to be his child. Now I'm his chosen child, adopted child. That's all good. But he's the one who gives me grace. I'm the one who needs the grace which is why Paul started this passage with a therefore. 
He started with it, therefore, because he wants us, I think, to right size, to DTR, to define the relationship. So let me go back to the verses that were before verse one, where we got to the therefore, okay? This is in chapter 11. This is what I read every week, so it's gonna be familiar if you've been with us. But this comes before the therefore. That's why I want you to see it in context today. It says, oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? As in, who's ever told God what to do? Nobody. Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? No one. For from him and through him and for him are all things to him be the glory forever. And all the people said, amen. So listen to me. God is God and we're not. God is good and we're not so good. We need God. We can't, we can't provide salvation on our own. God can. So we need God. We need him to give us salvation. We need his transforming power in our lives. We need his power for living. We need his grace not only to get saved, but we need his grace each and every day. And, and through Jesus, good news alert. Okay, good news alert. Here it comes. And through Jesus, we've got it, man. We've got it. So define the relationship. Are you all in? Are you all in? Have you, have you dedicated your body like 100%? Where you go, what you do, what you eat, ouch, ouch. What you eat, what you say, ouch. What your eyes look at, where your feet take you. Are you all in? I'm just asking a question. It's in the passage, okay? Are you all in? Have you dedicated your body to him? Are you being transformed into the likeness of Jesus Christ? Or are you conforming with the old patterns, what you've always done? And are you remembering each and every day that you need his grace, that that's how you came to him the first time, but that you need his grace each and every day? Are you staying humble in your walk with the Lord? I hope so. If you're not, like if you just define the relationship and you figured out that, man, I, I'm, I'm more of a casual Christian. I'm, I'm I'm not really in, I'm, I'm more of a fan. I, I, like, I like Jesus and I like hearing about Jesus and I like hearing the word, but I don't know that, like I'm in, all in. I don't know if I'm a follower. Hey, today, I've been praying for you. I've been praying that today you would move from a fan to a follower. You can do so. In fact, let me pray for you. Everywhere, every place, no matter where you're watching from right now, just want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. I pray that every single person, Lord, that has listened to this lesson right now would have a DTR moment, God. That, and when we do, Lord, should we figure out that we are not all in? I'm praying, and you know I have been, Lord, that right now, right now, right now, that that person who's not all in would take that step all in in faith and step over that line and commit themselves 100% to you. And, and now I'm talking to everybody, but every head bowed, every eye closed. Let me talk to the folks who need to take this step today. If that's you 
and today you wanna go all in as a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm just gonna give you a prayer to pray. I can't send you to the prayer partners like I normally would at this moment, but I'm just gonna ask you to pray this prayer after me and God will hear your heart. And let's just say it this way today. Repeat after me, Jesus, I put my trust in you today. Please forgive me of my sins. Save me, transform me. I dedicate my body and everything I am to you. I'm 100% yours, amen. Now, if you just prayed that prayer along with me, I want you to do this. I want you to text the word prayer to 642-123, There are people that are gonna be there for you when you text that number. And what's gonna happen is you're gonna get a text back with two links. The two links, one will be uh, for prayer. So if you just need prayer for anything today, we'll we'll pray for you today. I'm serious, a, a real person will pray for you today. Or if you have made a decision for Christ today for the first time or you're rededicating, you're going all in again maybe today. Press the decision link and let us know and we want to celebrate with you today and follow up with you, okay? So if you're, if, you're, if you're going all in today for the first time, let me be the first one to say to you, welcome to the family. No perfect people here, but man, we love Jesus who is our perfect savior. And it is by grace that we extend grace to you today and say, come on in, man. We love you. We love you. So thanks. Thanks so much. Thanks for being here today. Uh, let, me say, let me say one more thing before I let you go today. If you don't follow us on social media, I'm going to request that you do so. And it's not like I'm trying to pump up our followers or anything. But what we're doing is we're wanting to have a couple of outdoor events over the next couple of weeks, maybe. But because of this up and down weather, uh, it's very hard for us to plan it way in advance. And so what we're going to do is we're going to kind of pick out a day that it may happen like a Thursday or a Sunday morning early. And then what we're going to do is we're going to watch the weather, watch the weather, watch the weather. We actually have a meteorologist on our staff here. Uh, She doesn't work in that role. Her name is Heidi. She's in charge of all of her social media. So when you sign up for social media, she's going to be the one to let you in the door there. But she also watches the weather for us. And if you, and, and what's gonna happen is the day before we're gonna go to an outdoor event, we're gonna post it on all of our social media. We're gonna send out an email blast. We're gonna let everybody know. And I'm just telling you, the last one we had was like a celebration. It was like a festival. It was outside. People brought their own lawn chairs, brought their own food. There are people eating food everywhere. It was kind of cool. So it had that festival feel, but you could socially distance yourself from other people. It was outside, so there wasn't a lot of worry about the, the germs and all that that we're you know, all concerned about on the inside of a building in close quarters. Just a fun time. So, But we're going to let you know about that next one, that day before. And so please follow us on social media so that you can see that and, uh, and, then, and then show up and, and if, if you're comfortable, if you're not in one of the vulnerable groups, all those things, but we'll put that on social media when it happens anyway. All right, God bless you. Love you so much. Can't wait until we can get back together again. In the meantime, just keep on keeping on, man. We're gonna make, the, make it through this, but the best way to make it through this is together. Love you guys, bye-bye. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to subscribe, share it with friends and family, or let us know by tagging us at New Hope Church TV on social media.
We would love to connect with you. Thanks for listening.